on this computer. All right. So we are recording here now, and I'm going to go live here on Instagram. Try and try just trying different things. I see you know individuals do and so on, and which is cool. Um right. So I'm going live here on Instagram. Just put this properly. Nice. All right. All right. So Narupa, let me just. All right. So Narupa, we're going to start here now on our podcast. Okay. okay. All right. So. Okay, good. I have my notes sent in ready, man. Hey, everyone. Thank you very much for coming across to another episode in our podcast. Uh, in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about CPTSD or complex post-traumatic stress disorder. That is what we're going to be talking about today. So we have my good friend, Narupa. Um, oh, my screen was off. Oh, my goodness. You'll be so enough, I'm not going to type to tell you that. Yeah, yeah, my, my screen is off. So let's go again. <laughs> I'm, I'm live here on um, Instagram, all those on Instagram watching me. Thank you very much, guys. So we're going to go again uh, because my screen was off. All right. So let's go again. F Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for coming across to our podcast. Um, my screen was off, so I just put on my screen here now. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about CPTSD or complex post-traumatic stress disorder, a very important topic. I have my friend here, Narupa. She's also a psychologist. She's going to be helping me out in this podcast. We're going to be talking a lot concerning these issues. Narupa, how are you going? I'm good, Randy. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm it's really so glad that you can be here. We are live on our Facebook page, Self-Help Mastery Project. Um, we are live on Instagram. All the people who are on my Instagram, you can post your questions as to what is happening here and so on, what to be talking about and so on. So guys, thank you very much for coming across to this podcast. It's going to be uh, posted on my Instagram page and so on. So And then you will see a little clips on WhatsApp. So I'm really excited that uh, you are here because we're going to have some more podcasts coming up throughout this month as well as next month. Now, I'm hoping that Narupa can come back again so just to do some more topics on psychology and mental health awareness and just to keep you guys informed of what's happening and what it is that you should know about your own mental health and importance of mental health awareness in the whole Caribbean um, and even to the wider world. So Narupa, tell me something. How was your week? How was your, you know, your day? It was relaxing for the most part, mm -hmm. but also nice. busy because, you know, we have to prep the things. We we can't just pull information out of the air. So yeah, 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 yeah. One true, question true, true, I wanted true, true. to ask you, Randy, was what yeah, inspired sure. the topic? What inspired you to deal with complex PTSD? Um, I, I deal with clients a lot and mm -hmm. um, all over the Caribbean as well as I have some other clients, some clients um, in London, Florida and the Caribbean and so on. And I, what I observe is that um, a lot of individuals are dealing with complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So they will come to your, um, your, your clinic and they will talk to you about a particular symptom and you thinking, all right, that's the symptom. But when they start to talk about their mm -hmm. past traumatic events 
of our period of time, which we're going to be getting into, then I started to realize, no, this thing is more complex than, than how it really is. So therefore, it's like going into now complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And that led to my first question to you, Naripo, what is really complex post-traumatic stress disorder or CPTSD? Well, complex PTSD is a psychological disorder with roots in inconsistent, neglectful, or abusive parenting, which yes. can cause interpersonal and relationship difficulties with yes. fears of abandonment, Mm-hmm. desires to for perfection all these things can actually yes impact on your present day relationships and to add to what you were saying earlier I too noticed that a lot of mature clients they present yes. with some issues right now right, you know, right, but when yes, you really yes. get to the roots of the matter when you get to their their basic story it yes. started from when they were little yeah 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 and you know, when you're in doing investigation and so on, you realize there's a difference between um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. and just post-traumatic stress disorder. And what I've learned is that mm-hmm. PTSD is when sometimes you have a one-off event. Let me just say you, you had a car accident or something, mm-hmm. a one-off event. And then so therefore you deal with it, you deal with that. Um, traumatic event but complex right. now the reason why it's complex is because it goes the, the traumatic event goes on for a Continuous. long period yeah. of time especially during your childhood years teenage years you go on for a long period of time the traumatic event um, and therefore it becomes complex inside of you and therefore in treating it now is is different you know you have to really be um, trained and and, and 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 you know be mindful of, of that particular term, complex, right? Um, so, and 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 moving along, Naripa, what are some of the symptoms that you that you learn about complex CPTS, a complex post-traumatic stress disorder? Well, post-traumatic stress disorder. Some of the symptoms are uncontrollable thoughts about the event. You're having flashbacks, yeah. nightmares, yes. and severe yeah. anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah. the complex aspect. Mm. you're going to get a lot more things like feelings of worthlessness shame guilt you have issues with problems with controlling your emotions and you find it hard to feel connected with other people because you're generally distrustful of other people yeah 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 and this is it's inevitably going to affect your relationships yeah yeah of course i mean it's it's like you you know something you you mentioned something and and i wrote it down we had to do some work on the topic called shame. We had to have a podcast and yeah. discussion on that topic called shame. Like toxic shame is one of the like uh, major issues in, in, in CPTSD, right? Toxic shame. And that is something we're going to be doing. Um, and CPTSD severely really affects relationships, mm-hmm. um, especially romantic relationships with your partner. And sometimes you have a flashback or a trigger and you don't even know what is causing that. And the reason is because of some issues that you haven't been dealing with back when you were, you know, in your childhood developmental stages, right? So that's how complex CPTSD is. And some of the, some of the other symptoms, one of the symptoms is emotional flashbacks. So just like what Naripa said, 
right? Um, so you, you get a flashback from the past and it is so highly emotional that mm -hmm. you either goes to that state of anxiety, a state of depression, sometimes borderline. Um, sometimes you go into um, extreme sadness or sometimes, you know, you're, you're literally, um, especially get into social anxieties, right? Those are some of the issues that when you get a flashback, it triggers something in your mind. And you could be in the present right now and you just get a, a flashback because you see something, you observe someone, you, you, you know, a facial expression from someone, maybe even your own romantic partner, you get a facial expression that reminds you perhaps maybe your mother or your father from way back then and it triggers a flashback and then you, then you yeah. start to behave a certain way. And then you're like, what, what, what going on here? You know, the, your partner will want to know what's going on. You know? So all that is part of it. Um, you have like fragile self-esteem when you, you know, oh, sometimes. Yes. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a really big one. Yeah. I mean, with the fragile self-esteem, you know, it, it is like you don't have that um, self-esteem or you don't have that sense of confidence in yourself. So you're, therefore you're getting to different kinds of relationships and then you have uh, like you, you you have like traumatic events in your present relationships mm -hmm. right um then you have so something called suicidal ideations this suicidal ideations comes long because of your past issues sometimes it stems some shame suicidal ideation comes from many things um but one of the symptoms is cptsd and then you have things like um as you were saying relationship difficulties Mm -hmm. you, you end up in relationships that is um, really difficult, um, a lot of uh, traumatic events in that in relationships, literally because it stems from um, CPTSD and the issues in the past. Like I said, sometimes your partner could just be doing something very simple and then it triggers something from the past and you overreact in an angry way or you overreact mm -hmm. physically and you, you know, yourself no. Uh, that was because of some issues from the past and they have just to get some others a feeling of lonely loneliness mm -hmm. and abandonment self-abandonment um inner outer critique um over sensitivity to stressful situations yeah. um so they have one called disassociation right um so but self-esteem a fragile self-esteem and toxic shape these are really the the the, the highlight of, those are the of, root that is yeah. the root of a lot of a lot of emotional and behavioral issues yeah self-esteem yeah, yeah. yes yes but and, and the, that yeah go ahead <laughs> the symptoms of cptsd are generally grouped into all these things yes grouped into four types which are intrusive memories okay yeah avoidance yes. negative mm -hmm. changes in thinking and mood like mm -hmm. what the flashbacks you experience and also you right. see something that trigger you. Yes, yes. And changes in physical and emotional reactions. So you behave differently because of these things. Mm. Right, 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 right. Not as someone normally would behave in a situation. Say like, okay. for example, with respect to you observe your partner doing something that right. brought back negative emotions and memories from the past. What you're going to do? Mm. Right? right instead right, of right, saying right. you know because the emotions are so strong instead of saying you know i don't like what you're doing here you probably yeah. trip off and an argument yeah. starts 
Yeah, you know? yeah, right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. And 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 we mentioned something called um inner critique. What is your idea or, or, or understanding of that term, inner critique? The inner critic is yeah. that insidious voice inside your head that talks down to you and mm. tells you that you're not good enough and it makes you feel ah, bad. Yes, right? yes, yes. It, yes. Is, it is an internalized version of a critical parent. Okay. And somehow this critic also uses the same tone, uses the same mm. words to basically yeah. make you believe that you're not good enough, you're not worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is the impetus for low self-esteem and not being able to yes. work beyond that. Yes, yes, Narupa. Yes, correct is right. Um, and um, from this inner critic now, the outer critic now, what do you understand by the word outer critic? Well, the outer critic really arises from emotional flashbacks. Right, true. Right. And it can transform your unconscious pain into mm -hmm. negative perceptions of people and our life itself. So because you had bad experiences from childhood, from your childhood, right. whether yes. it um, was parents, grandparents constantly belittling you, talking yes, down to yes, you, yes, yes. Um, mm -hmm. insulting you, you are distrustful of others, you're distrustful of other people, you don't want to form relationships because these people could hurt you as well. Right, right. So it's like the inner critique is like that inner voice towards yourself, negative yes. inner voice towards yourself. And the outer critique is what you portray to people outside of you, like individuals around yeah. you and so on, outside of you and so on. Um, I, I get that. And, and, and when I've learned and studied this, it was like such amazing that this thing called inner critique uh, is so powerful that, you know, when, it, when sometimes... When you hear parents tell a child, why you're so stupid, why you're yeah. so bouncy head and so on, that can ingrain in the child's head to the point where when the child exactly. grows older, that becomes like an inner critic voice telling them that why they're so stupid, why they're so bouncy, why they're so, you know, in their head. That's why it's so important that parents be mindful as to what it is that they tell their children uh, what you know what they tell the children in their life especially growing up because that becomes the inner critique growing up and so on so it, it, that, it, what, that inner critic is so important I've learned that the inner critic prevents you from healing like for instance if the inner critic keep on telling you that you're not good enough you're not smart enough mm -hmm. and so on how 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 again you will heal yeah you understand so how do we now silence that inner critic how do we get or silence it as much as we can or what can we do to get rid of that inner critic the best way to tame and eventually eliminate your inner critic right mm -hmm. is to allow the survivor the person who experienced the trauma yes to experience them today in a safe environment okay. right okay okay so so this safe environment will allow them to express themselves to their parents or caregivers. So, you know, Randy, within a, a counseling environment, we use techniques yeah. like letter writing, speaking right, to yes. an empty chair, even role playing. These yes. are really safe ways to allow someone to relive those experiences and process them. Right, 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 right. Because right, in expressing yes. these emotions that they have pent up, yes. they are able to confront them. 
right? You tell right. me I am stupid, but yeah. I have achieved, I got my degree, I have a job, yeah. I can care for myself. Yeah. You tell me I'm not good enough. However, I can show you that I have made so much for myself, right? I have my own little business. Right, you tell right, me right, I'm right. ugly, but I have friends who appreciate me for my beauty. Right. Yeah. So all these, these are ways that you can confront your inner critic in mm -hmm. a safe environment. Of course, you know, there's, there's a therapist there to guide you along. Right. So it's okay. a safe space. And it helps you to confront these negative ideas. But yeah. Yeah. we all have internal critics, right? We all have that internal voice telling us things. But it depends on, you know, what they tell us. My right. inner critic could say, you know, I could do it. But someone mm -hmm. else's inner critic will say, you're not good enough. So it's right, how we right, challenge right, right, right. these ideas. Yeah, yeah, challenging them. Um, and th that's an important word to challenge these inner critic, inner voices that that developed over the years because of uh, trauma and traumatic events mm -hmm. and so on. Um, another method um, that I've learned that we can use to silence inner critic is sometimes a method called self talk, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's where you are now talking to the inner critic to silence that inner critic, right? So you're using self-talk to words of affirmation to in in increase that words, affirming words in your mind to literally silence that inner critic. So sometimes clients, you know, you could, clients would tell yourself, um, okay, okay, stop, stop, you know, that, that stop method. That's, so when, it, when you're hearing that inner voice now, you're telling that inner mm -hmm. voice, stop, stop, stop. And then now you're, 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 you use words um to 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 help you know to positive words then to help um develop the mindset now to silence the inner critic right um and I, that method that you said that you talk about in terms of the the chair method where you know sometimes you use chair letter writing and so on um really 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 wonderful ideas and so on um and that is very good for healing the inner critic right now there are many other methods out there Right, but these are some methods that we have uh, learned and so on that really, really does work, right? And practice, um, yeah, and practice too as well. Um, especially that that letter method, or the chair method, where they speak to the to the chair, symbolizing who that person was in the past and so on, and um, affirming words or silencing affirming words to silence the inner critic and so on. Really, really important methods um so we're moving along here really nicely and those on my instagram page i see you thank you very much for joining and um, those on my facebook page um thank you very much for being there all right so we're talking about um complex post-traumatic stress disorder or you can see for yourself cptsd that is something if you want to google it you can google it it's really really important guys to uh mental health issues um and it's it, it really is about individuals who are went through a long traumatic event and because of that long traumatic event it becomes complex in them and uh, therefore healing complex post-traumatic stress disorder is a form of you know understanding your your self-esteem understanding your inner critic the outer critic understanding the symptoms and so on and uh, now we're going to talk about recovering so you have somebody, you know, that's a client who has CPTSD. Give me some ways of you know, different methods of recovery. Or what, is, what is recovery looking like? So CPTSD 
can be treated with therapy. Yes. And also a combination with therapy and medication, depending on the severity of the symptoms and yes. how badly yes. these symptoms are affecting your regular life. And yes. if it's hindering your quality of life, medication mm -hmm. may be needed. So, yeah. True. you know, both. But because, you know, therapy is also very effective in trying to get to the root of the problem. Yeah, 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 true. Very There's good. another very modality called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing oh, yeah. um, EMDR as EMDR yes yeah so EMDR yeah. It, yeah, yeah it is used in conjunction mostly with CBT yes 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 with, to help with the treatment yes yeah 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 and so um it, there's something that I, we, we use as well, um, mindfulness, meditation, mm -hmm. um, because what happens is that, especially when it comes to emotional flashback, sometimes individuals talk about the, the flashbacks and so on, uh, they get so high in their emotions. So we use mm -hmm. mindful meditation um, to help them to just calm and, and, to, and to get back to grounded, to, to ground themselves, to get back grounded and to calm themselves so that they help with the, the emotional impact um, as well. And EMDR helps with that too as well. So you have EMDR, mindfulness, yoga. I don't really like practicing yoga too much, but yoga is a method that um, individuals use and so on. Sometimes um, role playing is more like a drama too as well. So if, so, if people mm -hmm. get involved in like drama and, and, and so on, they could like literally learn now about the different elements of the past and and so on. It's, it's something like role playing, right? Um, all these are methods to help with CPTSD. So sometimes different scholars call it top-down approach and they have a yeah. bottom-up approach. So the top-down approach is where they use the cognitive maybe therapy and so on, um, this method. And then the, the bottom-up approach is when they use like mm -hmm. different um, modalities like um, um, mindfulness, yoga, uh, role playing, which is a part of drama and so on, uh, EMDR and so on as well. So the different methods to help your therapist would know and yeah. medication too as well, depending on the severity of the symptoms. So your therapist would know exactly how mm -hmm. to how to navigate because complex is so complex. It's like sometimes you get a little headway, and then the client will just totally leave. Go back to square one. Yeah. Yeah, they totally leave and yeah. go back to square one, and then it's like what. I thought it was getting a little head, getting a little better and so on. And then mm -hmm. it's like, all right, so it's a constant, it's a constant coming back to therapy, working mm -hmm. on it, leaving, coming and back to therapy. And you're not progressing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a constant, yeah, it's, it's constantly um, seeking the therapist's guidance because it's so complex that mm -hmm. um, it, it's like you're, you're getting better and then you think you're getting better and then you, you stop therapy and then you realize something has triggered you off and yeah. then you come back now and then it's back to square one again. And, you know, so it's, it really is something that you have to take your time with and follow the guidance of your therapist as, as well. Um, in, in my studies of CPTSD in Arupa, I come across something called the four Fs, right? The four F types um, that, that I have to literally study and learn. Mm -hmm. um, fight, flight, freeze and form. But what are, what are these? Do you, do, you, do you have any information on these here? Do you understand them? Those are defense mechanisms. You, you're aware ah, of the, yeah. the fight yes. or flight response. Yes. So just add the other two F states. So yes. you get um, four reactions 
when yes. the body, when you are presented with a stressful situation, what do you do? Well, I yeah, I grew up. Run away, I grew. You freeze. Uh, mm -hmm. And was it F? Fawn. Because right. now like, I grew up learning just two of them, you know, fight and flight. Mm -hmm. you know. But mm -hmm. then when I study psychology and so on, and the master's degree and thing, and, and, and do some reading and studying, I learned by doing that. There's really four of them. I didn't yeah. know that. Those are the four responses to, to when we are presented with a stressful mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. But yeah, in my, mean, um, my experience, what has worked in dealing with trauma, complex trauma yes. especially, is a combination of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, as well as dialectic behavioral therapy. So the yes. dialectic elements that I, I use will mm -hmm. be the mindfulness, distress right. yes. and distress tolerance, because it teaches the client when they are in a situation, they're faced with some sort of acute stressor, right, they right, learn right, to right, manage right. that in their head. They right, can't actually right, physically, right. and this works for children, um, this works for teens. Because okay. you see, trauma affects these this population, children and teens, because they they kind of helpless towards their parents. Mm -hmm. They can't really defend themselves. Right. And I mean, you're going to internalize everything that is said. So when you're in a stressful situation, you can't really leave. You can't really answer back or fight yeah. back. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah, find yeah. a way to manage it in your mind. Mm -hmm. And this technique also works really well for adults. Right, 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 right. So and that, so that dialectic behavior therapy. Dialectic, yeah, behavior therapy. Dialectic, and then you have cognitive behavior therapy, right? Yes. Right, so you guys, you can Google it, right? It's CBT and DBT, right? You can Google these two different terms that we use to help with um, um, CPTSD. Um, so if you notice, you use certain words like mindfulness and so on. Um, these are the, 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 the things we use to help, uh, the modalities we use to help with CPTSD, right? And then, then you know, so the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, just to paraphrase what she said is that these are defense mechanisms. So while you're growing up, uh, when you're going through the traumatic event, you will develop a defense mechanisms to survive, right? And these defense mechanisms are the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. You can Google it, guys, to see which one or a combination of which one of these say I uh, that you have used in mm -hmm. your uh, to, to, to your defense mechanism while growing up. And then the thing about it is that when you get older now, as it is now, as you as you are now, what happens is that these same defensive mechanisms never stop. So you use them continuously and therefore it affects your relationships or it affects your life with, with people and, and, and even with yourself because you're still in defense mode. Right. And so therefore, we have to try to ground, you now to help you to understand this is what's happening to you. And therefore, you can heal from it. So there is no more fight or flight, um, freeze and fawn mode. So if you want to get more information on this, just um, you can really um, Google it and so on. Or you can reach out to Narupa, or reach out to myself and just ask, just continue talking about having more discussions about it and talk to um, Narupa about these defense mechanism and how you can heal from it all right um so naripa let's move let's move along man we're doing really really nice here, man. um what are some of the books that can help um that maybe you have read or maybe you know about uh when okay. it comes to cptsd 
Well, um, in my practice, I used treating trauma and traumatic grief in children and adolescents. It's by Judith Cohen et al. And, um, was, 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 was that book? Was the name of the book? Treating trauma uh-huh. and traumatic grief in yeah. children and adolescents. It's it's more for practitioners, but it okay. gives you a really good framework to start with. All right. Really, really good. But, so that's that from trauma. Okay. Okay, good. Another book is Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. He's ah. a psychotherapist who specializes yeah, yeah, yeah. in helping adults with yeah. traumatized childhoods. Yeah, man. I read that book there. And I, in my fact, I didn't read that book. I studied that book there. And I, I studied really? that book there, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I studied that book there, boy. Really, really interesting And it provides book, a really good framework for your practice. You know, how you actually start intervention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Another book is um, it's What Happened to You. It's a book by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. So it okay. talks what, what about how the brain is affected by mm. trauma, right, and it right, discusses right, right. the impact of trauma and its mm-hmm. experiences on your adult life. And it's a very profound okay. book. You should read it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What it, happens? It's to a heartbreaking by, by book. Eh? Yeah, but. Yeah, you yes. to, um, well, <laughs> yeah, you need to read it. You need to read it because it's really it it really sad. It's really sad mm-hmm. how you have adult clients, people in their 50s right, and right, 60s, right, right. and they they still carrying all this baggage from when they were little. Hey. Hmm. You know, it's really it's really hurtful, and parents mess their children up so much. Right, 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 right. Gil, I'm sorry, I'm just a little passionate about this right now. Yeah, Gil, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel your vibes, I feel your vibes, I feel your vibes. I mean, it, it really see us, it's serious, it's serious out there. It's yeah. serious out there. Um, what are books you have there? Because I have um um two books there. What are the books you have? No, well, those are the three books that I really okay. went into, went into, yeah, but I'm right, sure right, there right, are others, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I but went because through... they were written by um a psychotherapist, a fa- marriage right. and family therapist, a, yes. a neuroscientist. As well, you know, these are well-researched documents. So yeah, I would yeah, want yeah. to take these in. Very good, man. Because I, I I read um complex PTSD. Um, real serious book. That book I studied that book inside out. Now we put that book serious, and yeah. then I, I studied um the body. The body keeps the score, right? I yes. Right oh, here yes, phone. I know that book. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah, some, I some studies in that book yeah. by um by by Russell A. Van de Van de Kolk. I had I had to pull it up on my on my phone because I I I can't pronounce it, my name so correct. Right. So guys, that was a really good book, The Body That Keeps the Score by yeah. Russell Van de Cook. Right. I am currently reading two books at the same time, Narupa. I'm, I'm reading a book called Healing the Shame That Binds You. Right. Healing the Shame That Binds You. I'm currently reading that book by John Bradshaw. And then I'm currently reading Healing Developmental Trauma. Right. This mm-hmm. is by Lawrence Heller. Right. Um, Lawrence Heller and Aline Lapin Lapin, right? Um, so yeah. that's healing developmental trauma and um as well as healing the shame that binds you, right? Um, so those are two books I, I'm currently reading. I have one other book I have studied too as well is Mind 
uh, Character and Personality by there's volume one and two by Ellen G. White. I have read that book and studied mm-hmm. that book too as well. Mind, Character, Personality, volume one and two. Really good books that help to talk to you about your mind, um, also mm-hmm. psychology and also spiritual spirituality. So, yes. so, you, so incorporating spirituality in your healing, right? Uh, a very good book, Mind, Character, Personality, Volume 1 and 2 by Ellen G. White. So what they incorporate the spirituality in your healing too as well. So these are some really, really good books now. So you see that book here, What Happens to You, Boy, by Oprah Winfrey and others. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, yeah, to look up that book there. I got to look up that book. All right. So let me get back into Instagram here because I, I just came out of it just so that I could find these books. Instagram, are you still there? Is Instagram still there? Yes. All right, good. Um, okay. So guys, thank you very much for staying out, staying hanging mm-hmm. around. Who those are on my Instagram page and those who are on uh, my Facebook page. Is people still hanging around my Facebook page? Yes, people. Oops. Okay. So people are still around on my Facebook page and Instagram page. All right, good. So uh, it's just a matter of now people just navigating the two platforms and so on so i'm still learning about it and so on you know what i mean mm-hmm. all right so all right so i have two more questions on Aripa, and i really want to get to these questions and then you might have other, i might have other questions that come to my head and so on Aripa, flashbacks really really important i had a client just even today talked about we are talking about flashbacks give me your mm-hmm. understanding of the word flashbacks flashbacks are snippets of memories mm-hmm. usually they are hurtful memories or painful memories Ah, so something yeah, happens yeah. presently and it triggers a flashback. Okay. So you remember when we were speaking about it, how trauma affects a relationship. If your spouse were to say something or do something and it mm-hmm. would remind you of a time before. Right. But mm-hmm. because that, that was not processed. It, you remember the um, four F's. Yeah, so I, something yeah. happens now. Something happens now. We remember, we remember a traumatic event that happened when we were younger. And we respond physically. We fight. Right. We become aggressive towards the person. Mm-hmm. We, we run away, right? We freeze. And was right. the fourth F? I always have problems remembering fawn. fourth F. Yeah, but that fourth, that, yeah. that fourth one was a little tough to remember. Fawn, F-A-W. So I can remember it too. <laughs> Good. I need to keep my notes in a um some yeah hard because, copies. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, go. You go ahead. So the flashbacks now become ingrained in your present experience. Mm-hmm. So you don't escape it. You don't escape it at all. Right. Right. Yeah. And you remembering things. You start remembering things like your parents, your mom told you you're stupid. You're not good enough. You're not smart really? enough. We, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And these these flashbacks now start affecting how you feel presently. You mm-hmm. feel low. You feel worthless. You feel not good enough. And I mean, this is like a, a never ending cycle. Mm-hmm. You don't escape it. The negative right, things right, right, that right. you internalize when you were younger, it keeps yeah. replaying in your head. It keeps you down. Right, right, right. And all that is because you're 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 getting a flashback from the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it it's it's something to take note of, guys. Right, a flashback. Um, it happens at any time. Um, your therapist, 
working with your therapist can really help you to identify them. Sometimes um, I was talking to a client and he just, mm -hmm. client just went off with the anger, uh, the angry rage, right? Uh, and then uh, I yeah. had to explain to the client that, listen, it wasn't really me who was angry with, you know, it's, it's really your mm -hmm. mother who you was angry with. And then you just, what you, what you experienced was a flashback, right? And so yeah. I had explained to him all of that too as well. And, you know, it's, it's, your therapist is really important because the therapist is going to help you and guide you as to some, some, if sometimes your triggers you go through in life and then how you react to them is because of the flashback, right? A flashback. Mm -hmm. And then from there now, that, at that point of the flashback, you can go now and investigate now what part of you that, that hasn't been healed and so on. And so it had different right. methods that you can go, go back and, 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 and literally heal so you can start from a flashback point of view and you know it's so much different direction that's why it's called complex right but that's a very accurate description of the word a flashback and then now there's something called reparenting or sometimes um sometimes i would talk to my client and say remothering yeah. or refathering but it's basically mm -hmm. co combined into reparenting what is your knowledge of reparenting well reparenting is also a part of the therapy process which allows an adult client uh -huh. the opportunity to have something they didn't have when they were growing up, such uh -huh. as, you know, encouragement, number one. And it often involves them learning new and adaptive ways of being with themselves and with others. So you have to, well, help them unlearn their maladaptive ways of living, uh -huh. such as avoiding people, Right, right, you know, right, right. Lashing right. out, reacting like that. Yeah. And it allows them to learn to get in tune with their emotional and physical needs that were unmet when they were children. Mm -hmm. Right? By introducing to this new dynamic, you know, they learn to they learn from themselves how to mm -hmm. appreciate themselves, how to develop a sense of security how right. to regulate their emotions, how to experience or express compassion. And these things are emotions that they never really got when they were children. Their parent or caregiver never really fulfilled these needs. So as adults now, they have to learn these ways of interacting with themselves and with others. So basically right. what reparenting is exactly what it is. You have to parent them now, yeah. Yeah. right yeah. to teach them these skills that yes. they need to function as adults well narupa i can't explain it better than how you explained it you know how you explained it, it was really straight on the button it was like direct on the button maybe i could add something to it add a little something of to course, it. Add something. basically basically is what narupa said um so reparenting is like you know you're taking that that person that that mother who was supposed to be the one to guide you and to, mm -hmm. to, to train to give you affirming words on positive information while it's growing up you are now going to take to be that individual to to remother your inner to your inner child so there's something called an inner child where you yeah. that child when he was growing up that that was not developed properly because of that traumatic event you mm -hmm. now are going to now remother or refather, depending on who was the traumatic, who was the individual doing the traumatic doing, doing the trauma. You are going to reparent that inner version of yourself. 
right? Um, reparenting also means just like what Nabra said, you're, you're training your, your, your actual self to understand certain skills of life, mm -hmm. to get back that positive mindset. So you are literally reparenting or remothering or refathering yourself based on who um, was supposed to be there when you was younger. Remember parents are, are the ones who were supposed to take care of you. So they're supposed to be the one to guide you and so on, but Good, you know, yeah. nurture you and so on, give you positive affirmations. But mm -hmm. when they constantly give you negative and so on and 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 they, and, they, and, they, and, and abuse that is mm -hmm. that physical, sexual, financial, all kind of abuse a long period of time, they was not they, they didn't do their job in protecting and guiding and nurturing. So you uh -huh. know how to be that person to reaffirm and reassure that individual and that inner child. Now, Rupa, well, your explanation was really, really good. I was just trying to add to it. Yeah, I was just trying to add something to it. But your, your explanation was really, really on the spot. On no, the you button. added something, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Narupa, um, thank you very much. Um, I don't want to, to drag this podcast too long and so on. Just want to keep it concise and precise. Narupa, individuals listening to this would want to get on to you. How can they get on to Narupa? They say, listen, listen Narupa, I wanted, I want some more knowledge on the 4F. I want some knowledge, which is flight, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. I, I, I believe I have some symptoms of CPTSD. Mm -hmm. How can I get on to you, Narupa? My website is inventytherapy.com. So you can check okay. it out and you will get some okay. more information on my services. Randy, you could probably post the link in your description below. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I will, I will do that um, on my YouTube page um facebook instagram especially and so on and um so guys that's how you can reach out to narupa uh, she's a psychologist um to me one of the best of and she's also my colleague and um so guys um to reach out to me now you can reach out to me via uh whatsapp um eight six eight six eight eight six seven five eight you can reach out to me on my uh, on google cognitive personal development that's the name of my mental health clinic website self-help mastery project at g at um dot com and then that's also my email address that's also my instagram page that's also my podcast page self-help mastery project right um whether dot com or, or at gmail.com or, or you know any one of the, those or even at slash instagram uh, guys, you, you could reach out to me and any one of those profile pages, send me a DM, send me a message, send me a WhatsApp. Let's talk. Let's keep this conversation going as well. Now, Rupa, thank you very much. Guys, all those who are on my Instagram, I think Instagram get locked off, you know, but I don't remember that. Um, Facebook page, I think you're still on my Facebook page. Guys who are there, thank you very much. Um, guys, this is going to be on my podcast page. It's going to be on my YouTube page. Mm -hmm. All those who are there. Thank you very much. Hopefully, Narupa, we should go live on the next time we have a podcast. We should go live on YouTube, but I'll get that up and running and so on. So Narupa, yeah, thank you, you very much. Yeah, you need to sort out those technical issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones with the, the ones with the YouTube and so on. But I think I get the Facebook kind of down there and the Instagram kind of up and down, up and down. But uh, we will get us sorted out. That live on Instagram, we get us sorted out. So guys, thank you very much. All those who stuck by, thank you very much. Reach out to us if you know you're getting any of those issues and we will see you on the next podcast all right so let me just just